to the Voice and the Pen podcast. I'm CB. This is Emily. We're here today with John Hussman, hey. local Wilmington musician, singer, songwriter, tar shredder, etc., etc. All the stuff. All the things. Neighborhood player. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. For sure. We, um, it's funny, like... Uh, Every time that we have an episode of The Voice and Pen where we're performing or, or at a podcast or any other music thing that I attend in Wilmington, I always see people and I'm like, I met you at an open mic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's come up many times. Yeah, where I just saw at the former tasting room. Yes. And that's uh, just saw Emily perform at the new spot, Banter, and, uh, and I got to perform there again at as Banter. Nice. Um, but that was a... Great spot um, where a lot of people met for the first time. Mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, you've been here a while, but, um, you know, Delia Stanley, and I kind of told this story in a, in a little uh, Instagram post, but uh, I went to an open mic uh, at another spot and wasn't super comfortable there, but I saw Delia Stanley play mm -hmm. uh, while I was at that open mic, and um uh, in her own way, uh, at somebody else's open mic, announced that she was going to have an open mic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the way I, that Delia does. <laughs> yeah, and I said, oh, that's, you know, so I like that. I'm going to go check hers out, and uh, I think it was the first one that she did there, and I had just moved here yeah. six months before, something yeah. like that, didn't know a soul, and uh, got a chance to uh, kind of be the first one there, talk to her. I was kind of, I didn't, I didn't bring an instrument, I just wanted to feel it out. And by the end of the night, I think I was playing with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, uh, now longtime friend and, and uh, 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 partner in crime, J.J. Street, was there on the Cajon. And, I yeah. mean, him and I are doing a show tomorrow. And yeah. just met a lot of people that uh, – and I think almost everybody who's still playing is – you know, there is – Still playing, yeah. You know, in some way or somewhere, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Patrick Carr moved to Raleigh, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, there's a ton of people that came out of that open mic. Every time I walk by that building, I think about that, and I do remember that night very specifically because I did what I always do when somebody that's a way better guitar player than me <laughs> plays right before me. I'm like, hey, do you want to sit in with me? Because yeah. otherwise, I could run people off next. Yeah. You know, I'm like you've done this before, so um, yeah, yeah well, that was fun. Thank you for saving me. No, 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 that was. Uh, that was fun. I, and before that, I hadn't really played on stage for four and a half years. Oh, wow. And so that was a um, that was a little nerve-wracking for me because I really kind of came in going, I want to play again. Yeah. You know, I want to get back up on stage. Um, and uh, it just, it, jumping in, uh, you know, and getting past that uncomfortableness of, of doing that, um, that was the first night, and yeah. I just remember like, okay, well, people seem friendly, yeah. you know, like Dang I remembered that. a scale. I had so. no idea, man. That's <laughs> yeah. super cool. Wow. Okay, there's the other side of that coin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting to me um, because this would have been, I think, like 2017, 16, 17, somewhere yeah, in that yeah, time yeah. frame. One of those two years, I think. Yeah. So, and I, I didn't know that you had stopped playing for a while. So, what had gotten you off stage? Like, what had what had changed? To be honest with you. Uh, in 2010-ish, um, uh, my wife and I decided we, we had gotten married. She had said that she had always wanted to move to Florida. I was, our local economy, and uh, uh, I spent most of my adult years in Evansville, Indiana. And that local economy really hadn't recovered from the 2007 
you know, yeah. bit. And um, during that time, you know, venues were going out of business. Mm -hmm. It became super competitive. And they had a nice music scene there. I yeah. mean, they really did. You could, you could uh, with three colleges, I mean, very similar to Wilmington, you had um, fresh people that always wanted to come out. You had the old heads that were still supporting. You had a jazz scene, okay. um, a small theater scene. So there was... Uh, a great music and acting college there. Mm -hmm. So you had talent. Yeah. Um, and an audience. And an audience, but the venues just could not support themselves, mm -hmm. you know? And um, so I just feel like at that time when it was a little bit of struggle, I wasn't going to fight too much on moving. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up moving to Sarasota, Florida, and it was beautiful. We met a lot of nice people, but there wasn't a gig there. Yeah, and, Siesta Key, that, that area, right? Mm -hmm. yep. yep, yep. And um, there just wasn't, the, the few places that were doing it had their set people, mm -hmm. and there was no breaking in. I think I played, wow. I think I went, I didn't even play, I went to one open mic, and it was like a mixture of uh, not great comedy and performance <laughs> art. And it was like, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and by the way, not great performance art, and it was... Uh, um, I know a lot of that is subjective, but it was it was a lot out there, and so I just wasn't comfortable. Yeah. I did happen to get into um, home recording quite a bit though uh, okay. during the time. So it's I not like I, yeah, <laughs> it's not like I stopped playing. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I um, I feel like I kind of got you know dove into the gear that that wasn't the stuff that uh, before it was always like. Need the specific guitar, need the specific amp, want a you know, good mic set up, need a PA. And now it was like, oh, need a good interface. I need soundproofing. I need, you know, mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. And so I got into that, which helped me write some mm -hmm. and, um, and kind of got me into the modern day uh, bit of the younger people who are listening uh, may not understand this, but YouTube didn't always exist. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you actually had to learn things and, you know, not just watch somebody do it. And, or TikTok. And, or, yeah. Learn things from TikTok. I still don't know that TikTok exists, so yeah. that's the... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. But the um, But it was neat because you had all this information where um, home recording, I had multi-track setup before, um, and you could do good work on it, but nothing... Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just uh, having a computer, an interface, your instruments and a song and being able to do it in a small room was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and the fact that um, though there's people who go to school for it and, and they know much more than I do, I thought, man, it's just amazing that I can go and see some of the mistakes that somebody else has made and, and learn from it. Yeah. and Or I can go man, it's just not sounding the way it is in my head. Um, and with the right descriptive terms, I could go to Google and, and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really fun journey there. Uh, but it did, it was not the same as performing for me. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, if a gig falls in the woods and there was nobody there to hear it, I, <laughs> I, uh, I was just... Yeah. Like energy yeah. back from yeah. other people. Yeah. I, yeah. That's one of the things I love about gigging is that, like, I always tell people, it's like, you never know what's going to happen. You can go, it can be, like, empty when you get there, and, like, you just, like, think you know what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden, like, this group of people comes in, and they just, like, 
change the whole yeah. vibe of the show and you have like so much fun or you get told a cool story and then as I felt like that open mic I mean how many open mics have you been to that weren't that didn't have that magic right you know how many shows you know venues where I always kind of say there's a place for everybody and I like you know the places that I like that I constantly have good feedback or maybe this group just happens to like my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I've, and I've played places where it's like, these guys don't care. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but if the, they, they will even tell me like, oh, have you seen CB? I love his stuff. And we do something completely different, yep. you know, and that's, or especially um, Adam Carswell was somebody that I met and I just got to see him play at a benefit out on Carolina Beach and I hadn't seen him play in a while. And he does more of the country stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, he's fantastic at it. It's not my bag, but boy, uh, it's it's <laughs> right. just not what I do. Yeah. Um, but, man, that audience was loving it. And yeah. I was loving the audience was loving it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's and cool to like, be there. It's yeah, like, I yeah. can appreciate like, the experience. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I kind of get, you know, there's a place for everybody. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're yeah. listening to this and you... You're worried that you haven't found your spot yet. It's it's around. It's around. Yeah. <laughs> and I so, like the nights where when you show up, you think it's going to be just another like long, lengthy practice, no big deal. And yeah. ten minutes into it, you hear like fifteen people start just going nuts, and it's like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's no longer me in my room again. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Emily's right. It can be like that group of four people that, you know, then you're having like a real time conversation, yeah. and you know, that's a. Uh, and if you hit the right notes, you know, it's a good night. Yeah. And that's that's very different than a studio experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was, was that your first time writing or not your first time writing? No, I had started writing. I remember at some point, and I, I don't remember the year, but I remember sometime after high school, I had uh, moved to Nashville, and I went to a small school there for, um, you know, I had those parents that, that kind of, it was that era that you had to go to college, mm-hmm. you had to find something. I, I protested that to a bit, um, as you do, and but I, I, <laughs> as I did, one does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but uh, and and to be honest with you, like I came out of high school already playing. I'd already done some, you know, some shows and and had you know had some good experiences, and I just was like, well. Maybe I'll give Nashville a try, um, and went to the small school. The school, I just wasn't into school. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't. <laughs> I, I learned so what much more. What school did you go to? Treveca, okay. the small Nazarene University uh, at the time. So I went to Belmont. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard yep. of tri- Yeah. Yeah, you heard of it, but I yep. mean, it just <laughs> drove by it. It's um, uh, and it's a great school, um, uh, but I didn't end up enjoying myself. I what I did enjoy though. This comes back to maybe some of the recording stuff. I, I went for radio broadcast, and I learned enough, and I was like, well, a lot of this is useful in both worlds. Yeah. And now in the dawn of social media that we were talking about before the the show, it's like a lot of that has, uh, you know, I'm doing a podcast and not, and not a radio show. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's the same thing, just with a camera. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Which and, is kind of like TV without tape. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, once I convince people of that, they're like, oh, this goes a lot faster. <laughs> but, yeah, so I enjoyed Nashville, but I did notice that um, I got to go to a couple open mics, and I got to do some stuff, and I don't know, I was 18, and everybody was writing but me. Mm-hmm. And had, I had ideas, and I had 
been in original bands as a guitar player, but had, hadn't really put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. And that was a, um, it's still a muscle. I wish I flexed a little bit more uh, because I do notice, uh, it's funny, I, I was listening to Penguin on the way. Somebody came on and I didn't know who it was. And it was a, it was a folky song. Um, I think it was the Lumineers. Uh, and I didn't, it's, Shows you on the yeah, dashboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, We're and, so spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't. Um, it, I don't know. It was kind of a slow song. And I go, this isn't my kind of song. But what I thought about because I knew I was coming here and and we were going to eventually talk about songwriting. Um, I go, you know, you can write these songs that aren't bangers, and sometimes it it's just enough. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but I th- feel like if you don't write those 20, 40, 80 bad songs, you're never going to get to the one yeah. song. So you have to do it. You have to flex that muscle and, and keep working it out. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something I go on and off about, just like my real muscles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like photography yeah. in the old days where you would burn through a roll of film for one yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. Or, and maybe not one shot. You know, yeah. that's the. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's like everyone always says, like you, you know, you're writing in your notebook and then you're going to have so many that you're just going to ball up. Bro, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to use any of that. Yeah. Well, and so much of it, too, is I have I can't tell you how many notebooks. I'm, to my knowledge, I haven't thrown any away. And I have stuff from the early 2000s that I've gone back and looked at. And maybe I haven't used that line, but I've like reworked a phrase mm-hmm. or made it relevant to something else. Mm-hmm. And I do think that um, don't throw the stuff away. Uh, yeah. 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 And I've noticed uh, when I go see the, the the younger people at the Voice and Pen and stuff, like they're probably texting everything or, yeah. or me- putting it all on their phone. Voice I'm, memos. I, I yep. would imagine that very rarely does an actual pen hit the paper. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, That's I, true. I, I try to still write. In daily, whether it's a song or not, but just sure, like sure. just in the practice of writing and then extracting something out of it. I'm not, you know, it's sometimes sometimes I write daily, sometimes I write weekly, sometimes I write monthly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I write weekly, but spelled E A. I think writing in a notebook is that's something I want to get back to because I I have a tendency because my phone is always with me, so I'm like if I have something I like write it in my notes. And then, like, a lot of times I'll go search, and I'm like, where is that that I put that? And then I put it under this other weird note that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't find it, so if you have, like, a notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think actually just, like, writing it out, too, with your hand, kind of like, I don't know, there's something about that. I feel like that's a way that I learn. Um, I am sure that I have some kind of undiagnosed learning something or another, yeah. but I, uh, school was tough. And if I didn't have tutors and if I didn't write down things, it really did yeah. not stick. Yeah. Um, and that's a, um, I do like, I, I'm good at texting myself and then taking it home to the notebook. Yeah, that's good. That's, good. that's yeah. really good. Because, like, um, that's the thing. Like, I have it scattered everywhere. Like, I mm-hmm. have yeah. two or three different notebooks. I have a text message thread with myself. I have a bunch of voice memos <laughs> that I've recorded. And I know that the thing I'm lacking, like, if that's how you capture it, fine. But the thing that I'm lacking and should put into my schedule is, like, one hour a week to, like, go through it, organize it, like, make sense of it. You yeah. Know? Right. Um, I got the best piece of advice I've gotten about that lately is from um, B.J. Barham with American Aquarium. And he was talking about how what he does is just writes for, like, two years. Yeah. Of just stuff, like text message, but all that. And then he goes away for, like, two weeks and writes an album. 
okay. of his experiences in the last two years, which is a little bit long term frame for me. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, let's boil this down to like weekly. Like maybe if I get yeah. you know set aside an hour a week and organize my thoughts, and maybe song ideas come out. I don't know, but it is. It is, like, the more you write, the more you use it, the easier it gets, in a way. But, like, there's so many things to study as a musician, you know. Oh, yeah. Booking, music theory, performance, singing, songwriting. Like, where do you focus your energy? And, and like I said, there's so much to be learned, and you can read all the books, but sometimes you just got to shut up and do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just, and find your way and figure it out. Um, You know, I I like that idea of writing stuff out and then taking two weeks to go write an album. I haven't taken two weeks in ten <laughs> years yeah. to do anything. My yeah. wife and I, for our tenth anniversary, took our first vacation in ten years. Yeah, wow. for a week. Yeah, when we're rock stars, we can do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, good on him. But <laughs> good job, dude. Not sure, but how how do you get from here to there? Yeah. I think that's really what we're all asking. I'm trying to figure out how to get two weeks off. That's. <laughs> That'll take another two weeks and write that record. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to go away to, like, you know. It's like, I think I saw Nick Black say he's going away to Boone and he's going to do some writing. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out on a lakeside or something. Yeah. And And Patty Griffin was saying the same thing at her her last show I just went to. And she's like, yeah, I, for some reason I feel like she said she went to Mexico, but I think, I think she drew, drove somewhere from, from like Texas. And, like some secluded spot, and she's like, I cracked open my Modelo, and I was looking at this beautiful, like I think it was in Arizona, um, like sunset, and then I wrote this song, you know. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Right, like, by herself. You need like, somebody to carry your luggage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like if I cracked open a Modelo in a beautiful sunset and secluded spot, I'm not writing a song. <laughs> <laughs> That that sounds a lot like work. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy that sunset and that modella. Um. So, do you have like a particular writing style that works really well for you? That is like where a lot of songs come from, or is it all over the board? It's a little all over the board. I will say this: I've always um, uh, fancied myself a, a more proficient guitar player than singer than songwriter, and I do like that's where my regiment comes in. Is I've I've sit down and I'd probably get at least an hour worth of guitar playing in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and a lot of times it's something like a melody Mm -hmm. or something will come out that way. And I'll be like, ah, okay, well that sounds cool. Now I need lyrics to go on top of it. And sometimes I have them and sometimes I don't, but that's when I start start going through the notebook. And I also say that um, kind of like in my speaking style, uh, I have those one liners where, you know, I mean, it's like, Okay, well, this is a, this will be a great part. I have to write a song around. Mm-hmm. I have to make this one line or this one great line mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And you know that's um, uh, easier said than done sometimes. So yeah. I end up with some half written stuff. But it's like it'll get it'll get there. Yeah. When I finish something, I'm normally pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. You know whether anybody else is happy, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I normally find it it's a fairly complete work. I've got the the instruments the way it is in my head. I got the lyrics it is, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, a new thing that I'm trying is looping a chord progression that I like and then using the guitar to find a melody that melody line that I like. Mm-hmm. And then trying to 
vocalize, even if there are no words. Like, okay, how am I going to sing this melody line through here? Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't have the same range my guitar does. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it's interesting. I haven't really fully written a song that way. I like a lot of pieces that way, and I get confused sometimes about, like, is this hook the opening line? Is it the chorus? Is it, you know, like, yeah, where yeah, does yeah. this great line go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do I use this to its best, you know, maximum potential? And that's not always clear. Yeah. yeah. I have a buddy up uh, uh, back in Indiana who's uh, Dave Newton. I'm not sure if he's still... Last time I spoke to him, he was still writing, um, but he was in a band called uh, Bosco, and they got some regional success. But he was always uh, one of the guys that that uh, worked at the music store, and we hung out and stuff, and we talked songwriting, and he was always just like, whatever it is, finish the song. And I'd watch the guy, like, okay. straight up, have the idea, and here's three verses. They may not all connect or whatever, but at least it's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you could go back and do it, and... I appreciated that. I didn't. I've tried to do that, yeah. uh, and I, I'm almost never happy with the result. But and then I, I sometimes I feel like I get frustrated, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I feel like when it's half a song, I'm, it's a lot more. Um, it's easier in my mind to edit it, mm-hmm. more or come back in. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Same for me. I feel like if I wrote it and it's done, I might not come back to it. Mm-hmm. And then, right, because you're like, it's a, it's done. It's a song. It's a song. Like, <laughs> then I go, it might not be a great song. Can you tell us a little bit about Matilda? Because you told me an interesting story about that. Well, I don't know if you want to share that story, but um, like about maybe like the writing process and how that came to you. Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, uh, I bought this house and a buddy of mine were living in the house uh, young. And uh, I was watching a movie and... I want to say it was the, I want to say it was the Green Mile, um, and I remember there was a character in the background, and uh, I want to say it was a nurse, but it may not have been a nurse, um, and I just, I don't know why, you just have those moments sometimes where I go, I kind of wonder, I'd seen the movie before, so it wasn't like a surprise ending, but I just started going down this rabbit hole, and I wonder what her life was like. Mm. And I wonder what was right. going on there. And then I was like, uh, being from Indiana, there's like every station is playing a Mellencamp song. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's, <laughs> that's part of just being being there. Um, but you know, I kind of got into that um, uh, Jack and Diane mode of like, oh, that was kind of a. Uh, it's not my favorite song. It's something that just got beaten in your head because you're from Indiana. Um, <laughs> uh, but you Most know, of the United States for a little while, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, um, it ended for the rest of the United States. Yeah, it yeah, never it, ended it in never, Indiana. It's never going to stop. Um, yeah, it it no. never will end. Um, but, you know, I, I, I really did start going into, oh, you know, I wonder what her childhood was like. I wonder what this is like. And then I kind of got from the other side of, because um, it's hard for me to, imagine the life of a girl at that age. But then I kind of thought about, I um, I grew up in a fun little neighborhood in uh, Indianapolis where uh, we had, you know, a, a, it was a great space to be a, a little kid. You had a creek, you had a neighborhood with a cul-de-sac and kids your age. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking of like, oh, if you would have met... Um, like a girl you dated. I mean, because we moved around a lot. I couldn't imagine if you met somebody at like that you were childhood friends with. Right. And then you 
hung out and went on a date in your teenage years and then your college years and then, you know, getting married and doing all that other stuff. That's not, that wasn't my life, Mm -hmm. but I kind of went back. Maybe it was hers and I don't know why, but I wrote that story down Mm -hmm. like quick and before it was gone. And I literally, I had a keyboard out, uh, wasn't even guitar and it's probably like the most, it's a GDC song, but, um, I just wrote Hey Matilda. Mm Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that song came quick. As a matter of fact, I paused the movie and <laughs> and wrote that. Time out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the news has descended. Yeah, yeah. And that was, uh, that actually, um, gosh, 2000, 2001. I mean, I just moving back to, to Indiana. And um, it was about that time that... Um, Think America Online and some of the stuff like that way. Oh yeah, AOL. AOL. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. And, yeah, and you know, like my email was consistent mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And dot edu. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, uh, I've had that same Yahoo address for a long time. The uh, <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> but uh, I do remember I had a buddy who had a recording studio and we went over there and uh, recorded just kind of a demo version of that song and it got a little bit of like college play and you know it was one of those um uh you know it was a it was a short hit but it's one that uh is always going to be on the set list Mm -hmm. you know yeah people still respond to it so that's important yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you were on the second uh show that voice in the pen did when we were at the real cafe and i remember i remember it was the first time i'd heard original songs of yours, and I remember that one stood out to me as well. I remember uh, I hadn't played a straight-up original show in a while, and I was sweating. <laughs> I was sweating. I didn't bring my pedals. I said, I'm just going to go up and do it. And uh, Yeah, we yeah. get that from everybody. They're like, people who are like, I've played, you know, tons of shows. I don't get nervous. But then when they come on Voice in the Pen, they're like, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, uh, that, was, that was a good experience. And, you know, the Voice in the Pen has turned out really well. Really thank well. You. Thank and you. Well, I've, I mean, it's being in a relationship with people like you and a bunch of the other different artists. If we didn't have artists to play, there wouldn't be a voice and pen. If we didn't have artists to come be an audience, because that's a huge part of our audience is the artists. You know, oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I didn't grow up, come up in the musical industry in any way. Like, I kind of like wandered into it. I'm like, I don't know, figure this out, you know. And um, the people that are the biggest supporters of original music all seem to be songwriters, right? Oh, yeah. You know, like, totally, that is the epicenter of that. And so it's super cool that we have that opportunity that Emily's kind of forged to get together on a regular basis and celebrate that. So thank and I you feel for like, your support of the voice. Oh, of <laughs> thank you guys for letting me support it. That's, the, um, that's been a great thing, too, as I do feel like Wilmington in general is... Uh, I said this when we, when we started looking at places to move, and I was born here, yeah. uh, but I didn't grow up here at all. I don't have any family. But I did used to play down in Myrtle Beach a few times, and I'd dr- drive back and take the disposable camera out and take pictures and, you know, <laughs> whatever. And every year this place got cooler and cooler and cooler. And um, uh, when we were decided we were going to leave Florida, Anna and I came up here and um, once, and we had a good time, and then we looked at Charlotte, um, just because it was a little closer to home and, and some other things. And I remember coming back here with her and just having a blast. Um, and the one thing I, I could say at the time, I said, well, one, there's music going on everywhere. And we were just here for, 
whatever. Also, I noticed, um, you know, where I grew up, you had kind of like the old man blues bar. You had like the restaurants your mom and dad went to. You had like the little wild, crazy um, 21-year-old venue. And nobody really mixed it up at all. And what I've noticed here is like there's no ageism. Mm -hmm. There's no like <laughs> nobody cares. If you're cool, you're hanging. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not cool, you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And that's something I noticed, and it's continued. And what I where I'm going with that is I noticed also at the voice and pen, it's a wide range mm -hmm. of songwriters, performers, and everybody seems to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean that's that's a um, I may have been really nervous that first performance. But I never felt like they're going to throw tomatoes at me. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if they have, have tomatoes at Real Cafe. But, the, um, but you know. The, <laughs> just ketchup. Just, just ketchup. <laughs> I've got a tartar sauce. So say, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I never felt like that. And especially as that community has grown, um, I think it's been really, really uh, inclusive to everybody. Yeah. And, and it's been really nice. It's important. I mean, I think that everybody, if, you, if you're a songwriter, like one of the most important things to feel is included. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> because you're yeah, sharing the stuff that you've been doing in your bedroom for, yeah. you know, however long. You're like, okay, this is, here's a little look inside of my world, you know. There's so, so many yeah. of us that are awkward about our world to begin with. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> and, and, and have our own ticks and whatever, which mm -hmm. makes us creative. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I right. um, but it is nice to, uh, Feel safe in large numbers. Yeah. Right? So. Sure. <laughs> you can play some songs? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go. So I was just going to say, like, how vulnerable it is to get up there and do that. And I yeah. feel like um, one of the things that I hear the most, uh, I, I think that I've heard the most from, from musicians at play, is, like, so many of them will get up and be like, I'm sorry that all of my songs are sad. <laughs> I swear, they're all sad. And my, I want to be like. You you are one amongst so many. Do not worry. Keep singing the sad songs. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard a few. Oh, here, yeah. give or take. On the teeter-totters, or some seek and hide And we can run away, well, all too soon Play tag in the afternoon Just me, me and my Matilda Just me, me and my Matilda Oh, Matilda, I'm knocking on your door. Hey, Matilda, I guess I never noticed you before. Well, ask your dad if we can go on a date. I'm coming in, cause I can hardly wait. Up the driveway and through the gate. And we can run away, well, all too soon. Hold hands in the afternoon this week Me and my Matilda Just me Well, me and my Matilda Well, something happened when 
Song called Stay. See you coming round. Eyelids made of lead. Try to sleep, I go to bed. Yeah. I know that you are down. So there's nothing to be said You're like a compass spinning down in my head I close the door because Leaves the bed Well, it's not about my past It's that I didn't make you stay I know that you are down So you're going into town Guess you don't want anyone else around but You're going into town You're gonna meet some friends I guess my day has ended for it's begun I close the door of the car It leaves the bed Well, it's not about my friends It's that I didn't make you stay I see you turn around was there something that I missed? You rolled the window down and blow me a kiss. I put it in my hands, then I place it on my lips. 
And I'm just glad that you did not give me the slip So you close the door of the car Leaves the bed But I think of you and me And damn, I'm glad we're here to stay Do, do, do.